Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, uh, joined by my whistling co-hosts, uh, LaDonna, Loki. LaDonna, what's happening? Hello, and fuck Microsoft. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad. I can, I can actually hear you now. Uh, good, appara- good. Apparently Windows 10 uh, doesn't let you adjust microphone settings without talking to your robot overlords first. Uh, yeah, it's so. got a voice recognition imprint you first. Terrible. Yeah, really, really fucking bizarre. And our um, other co-host, and our other co-host, Tom Cuck Perez. <laughs> yeah, that's just my screen name for the for the podcast for that. That was actually me whistling too, by the way. I don't know if you could tell that or not, but uh, that was my. Uh... We're all, we're all very proud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what's happened with you guys? Uh, there's a blizzard out right now outside my house. Um, <sighs> yeah, we're all in different parts of the country, but I'm pretty sure they're all still winter right now. Yeah, we just got, we had a a big snow, and then we got a notification that it's going to be 15 to 30 degrees below what it is normally right now. So the wheat crops across the country are all (laughs) in danger. This is really horse shit. Like, can we we just say, like, (laughs) what is happening? We we know what's happening. Trump (laughs) solved global warming. He just denied (laughs) the shit out of it until it went away. God. No, this is the anti-gluten people trying to kill the wheat crops. <laughs> no, I feel like this is this cold, this like wicked cold winter we've had for the last seven months is like, you know, when there's an earthquake and suddenly all the water rushes out from the beach, and everyone's like, where'd all the water go? And then a tidal wave comes in and like kills everybody. Oh, yeah. That's what this yeah, is probably. for climate change. It's like the last year we're ever going to not be having wildfires that go oh, year God. round, you know? Yeah, sadly, it's probably true. Um, but... To the aliens that are listening to this <laughs> two million years from now because we fucked up our planet. We're sorry. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> our fault. We there's tried. N- there's nothing left for them to come exploit now. <laughs> um, yeah, and all the servers that would be holding this have definitely overheated and exploded. But um, So we're not broadcasting radio right now live? This is not going no, off radio in waves aren't no? going to space. Wait, that'd be oh. cool to do, though. We should try to do that. It is our 50th episode, by the way, <gasps> uh, for everyone listening. <laughs> Let's give out pens. <laughs> 50 week anniversary. Or yeah, and it's actually uh, through some strange, I don't know if we missed an episode or what, but the first episode I ever posted was on April 8th, 2017. So we're literally almost, a, what's today, the 6th? 6th, yeah. Yeah, we're almost a year to the day, to the first That's episode. crazy. So I feel like it's only been like two months. <laughs> well, it has <laughs> only been two months for you. Oh, I guess um, uh, I thought maybe I just didn't remember. Yeah, we can make it feel longer if you want to go back and listen to every other episode. <laughs> the, the I, episode. I listen to a lot of old episodes actually, just for fun. Yeah. The first episode I ever posted was episode zero, so that's probably why um, uh, that we're we're coming up on it. But yeah, so fifty episodes. Um, uh, I think we're all a little a little older, a little wiser. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I think I'm Definitely a little more obnoxious not. in my opinions, but you know, <laughs> you might be. So we should a talk more about confident in my opinions. We um, should talk about that given our religion conversation yeah, last so week. I, I was mentioning to them. Uh, so I we we're going to actually record the OJ episode this week, but I didn't have time because 
apparently everyone I know on the fucking planet decided to die this week. So I did OJ kill them? No, no, no. I, don't, I don't believe so. I can't be sure, but yeah. I, I don't believe so. Charlie's on the loose. <laughs> yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I went to a wake funeral, wake funeral, uh, which was super fun. All of them, by the way, like 40 minutes plus away from my house. So that was that was a real fun <laughs> back and I'm forth. I'm so sorry those dead people inconvenienced you. Well, no, nah, look, I mean, it, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It's just fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> not a fun week. But, yeah. Um, so, you know, I just thought a lot about our religion chat because I went to two, you know, two weeks and two funerals and like... <sighs> <laughs> and I was saying to you guys, uh, you know, I want to I mention that. You're like, oh, have you seen the light? And I was like, well, no, not really. Um, <laughs> have you seen I, the I, darkness? Have you looked into the fiery pits of hell and so, decided look, to? <laughs> here's the thing. So the first funeral awake I went to was for my uh, great aunt, my, you know, my grandmother's sister-in-law. Uh, or sister, yeah. Um, you know, she was a bit older. She was in the church choir. So it was a very, you know. Jesus-y funeral and wake and which is fine you know family wants whatever that's fine um I just you know what I don't get and and this is maybe just Catholics they they have you as like a captive audience and they give you a whole fucking hour and a half mass during a funeral like you go to somebody's funeral you expect to like celebrate their life and like even you know even I'll I'll concede to the 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 you know the religious folks that like you could say like oh what they're going to be passing on to the kingdom of heaven all that shit but what i've never felt like a catholic funeral was celebrating a life of anything no it's fucking a miserable slog and all they talk about is jesus but like not about like jesus communing with the you know the dead relative it's like oh well you know like they just do a regular mess it's like well you know we the mystery of faith and jesus i had an uncle die in january and uh, and I went there, and it was a, it was a pretty big funeral. Uh, my uncle was pretty popular amongst the uh, churchy crowd out uh, where he lived, and you know it was it was okay. You know I didn't mind all the God talk. All and then after about an hour and a half of it, one of the people at the podium goes, uh, you know, and I just want to say something to all you, you know, to the to the few non-believers here in the room. Oh, Don't you think? And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? You know, it's fucking guilt me because you know I'm here the respecting you. Yeah. Yeah. Make you wear a scarlet letter next time. It's they, like uh, you know what? You can be a nice person for for nice reasons. They have nothing to do with with Jesus. Don't fucking shame me. I'm here to to grieve for my uncle. Fuck off. Right. Yeah. Well, and like they so. I think it's absurd that they have people receive communion at a fucking we- at a fucking funeral. I don't it's know what like, that means. Uh, so Catholics, you 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 eat Jesus's uh, corpse. What so they what they oh, do? Oh God! <laughs> it is Walking Dead. No, the, well, I mean, literally, they say this is the body of Christ. They I give know, you a little fucking wafer. You just the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they. That's what they fought. They claim it's the literal. You know, it, but it's, it would be it, the living body, then not the dead uh, body. So, um, so yes, no. They say uh, like. You, so what happens is at the end of mass, you go up and you. Uh, they say, you know, the body of Christ. So they give you this little fucking disgusting, flavorless. I love uh, those wafers. Can I confess oh, that now? God. I used to love those. Really? Like, I'm, what does I Jesus thought taste I was, like? Do you have no taste buds. <laughs> Apparently delicious. I they know I'm going like to hell for that, they're, but I used to really. Maybe I, there are different ones they can order. Apparently, mm. they're um, not like gross, but they just don't taste like anything. They're like cardboard. They're like eating cardboard. I liked them. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they vegan though? At least. You can't go back for Are seconds. They, yeah, <laughs> sure. They're just unleavened Vegan. bread. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, but so, so they do that. But to me, that's like, I don't know, man, like people are coming in from all around for someone's. Fear. They don't do communion at every, I, I think that they, these are choices that the family makes. Cause I don't know. Every Catholic funeral I've ever at, been to has done them, but maybe, I don't know. Well, at least that I remember, um, a couple of the ones I went to didn't, I think you have some options in that as far as when they hold the funeral, what day of the week it is, what time, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Crazy religious yeah so i mean to me i don't know that it, it's like they have a captive audience and then they fucking like convert you basically it's like you know you have to do i don't know to me that's it's like, not really a very good tactic to try to convert i don't think that's what they're trying to do i think they're trying not, the ones I, i've I been at literally. i felt more like they were trying to shame I, us that's what i felt well, yeah, well, yeah they try to exactly it's like the ones that don't come it's like it, I, to me it's very just not in the spirit of of what the whole thing should be about i, I mean i'll say my my long form thoughts for it from popular opinions because yeah. i have a very I have a, I have a doozy of one but uh oh <laughs> we'll uh we'll, we'll talk be, about that well, then, but be before you get into that there's one thing that i want to address about last week's podcast so uh one of our faithful listeners are you know the, one of the four of you oh, God, um, talk about this uh, was a little bit <laughs> upset and and accused um uh, the show and and others on Me. the left of of bigotry um religious bigotry and and i thought a lot about that and you know certainly we have our our thoughts we all think that that our view is better than anyone else's right and so you know i can understand where where that comes from but i actually looked up the definition of the word bigotry and that is intolerance toward those who hold different opinions from oneself and i do not feel and Anthony, that what you said last week was intolerant towards others. I mean, they could have maybe perceived it as disrespectful, but certainly you're tolerant of other religions. It's just that you're expressing your views on it. So I, yeah, I don't not think like that standing that was up and yelling in the middle of, you know, it's like, and you weren't, you weren't trying to tell anyone not to believe what they believe you were expressing your own view. So I just want to clarify, you know, for those out there, I, we all have different views. We all think ours is the best, but uh, you know, I don't think that this show is at all about bigotry or intolerance. I think it's about understanding, and we all come at this from different places. And you know, we'll continue to do that. If you're offended, uh, sorry, it's probably only going to get worse. Um, so you, you know, if, offended, if you are like a little bitch anyway, no, you know, saying. you delicate snowflakes. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, no, and I appreciate you saying that, but uh, like honestly. I... I, I feel like you could almost attribute that to anything then. Like, you know, we, we, and look, I, I kind of almost understand, like when you feel like your belief system is attacked, like look at the way we get when some fucking, you know, establishment assholes like smears Bernie about something, you know, right. it, it's like anyone who feels their beliefs are under attack lashes out. But do you some, really but, feel but like you're under attack like, or do you feel like they're the ones that are desperate and their beliefs are the well, ones yeah, that's, that are, cause that's I, certainly you know, true. if you're, if you're, um, if you're comfortable in your faith or your beliefs or whatever, you don't ever feel like they're threatened by someone else not believing it. You just go, well, they don't, they're not, they don't get it. Right. Yeah. It's only people that are having their own crisis of faith who are really pissed off and other people don't share it. Right. They're the ones yeah. that are that are struggling to actually, you know, come to terms with what they do or don't believe. Like all I was saying last week is my truth as I see it. Like there's no, you know, actual evidence that that's some fucking truth. sky god. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if that upsets upsets you, maybe you should look at your own beliefs and why that upsets you so much. Why why it makes you you know, yeah, it, you it, and if I it, have if different it was ridiculous views. to you, yeah. then you'd be like, oh, whatever. I don't, I don't, you know, Anthony's full of shit. So, well, mm -hmm. yeah, you and I have different views. I mean, we all do on this podcast, but I wasn't offended by sure. anything that you said. I, you know, because it doesn't affect what I believe at all. It doesn't change it. It's just you're saying this is how I feel. And 
that's fine with me. That's how you feel. Yeah. Um, so. the, the only time it becomes a problem is when you start advocating taking away people's rights, which I don't think anyone would, any of us would ever do. You, you know, I wouldn't be saying like, oh, well, I, you know, make it illegal to be, you know, religious or, or you know, anything like that. I think that's, that would be ridiculous. Um, and people that do, people certainly do that. Uh, you know, I would say more religious people actually end up doing that, you know, saying you can't, you know, uh, you, you like, you know. In fucking Saudi well, Arabia, they'll like behead you for being an atheist. Uh, there's discussion now of putting the Ten Commandments back on government property. Uh, we're we're uh, there's into that, that guy that keeps crashing his truck into the Ten Commandments monuments. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> He's done it like no. multiple times. He'll just drive it's his awesome. truck up onto the lawn of the Capitol, whatever Capitol building it is, <laughs> and he'll just fucking ram like the Ten Commandments monument, and he'll get it on video being like yeehaw and just smash the thing. Yeah, I'm all for civil disobedience yeah. that that actually serves the, uh, you know, serves free speech and things like well, that. Yeah, like, I'm totally for people like climbing up flagpoles <laughs> and coming yeah. down Confederate flags. Well, I'm all about Exercising that. his First Amendment truck rights. I'm yeah. definitely for separation of church and state. So, you know, it, regardless of, you know, an individual's views, I don't think that they need to put it into their governing. And that's that is an issue, you know, that I take um, with some people on the religious side that's i guess my intolerance because it i feel like it infringes on my rights i don't tell them what to believe your intolerance of stupidity and total blatant <laughs> disregard of the constitution god how can you be so intolerant <laughs> um, i'm intolerant know, well, of intolerance <laughs> speaking of religion and intolerance and bullshit uh there's there's some really big uh happenings in israel and palestine this week Oh, um yeah it was awful it's I'll, I'll try to get through this without like screaming my fucking head off but <laughs> um so yeah uh if you if you haven't seen uh israel decided to just you know basically fucking murder a bunch of palestinian uh activists who were protesting what was the number 1400 2000 no I well guess. no they didn't kill that i mean they they no, shot it they shot thing, about they, they killed 1000 people yeah. yeah um not a single israeli soldier was injured or harmed in any way uh, they were no, they firing lied. across the border yeah, at, at people who were just demonstrating peacefully. Um, there was, you know, there was, there was a video of this guy. He's, he picks up a tire and they shoot him for picking up a tire, shoot him in the head. There's videos of people walking away and running away from the fucking wall that they were, mm -hmm. the, uh, that the Israeli uh, military is perched on getting shot in the fucking back. And so you guys know this is an issue that I've avoided talking about for a long time, you know, in large part because when you do, inevitably you get accused you get of smeared. being anti-Semitic. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't feel that them. way at all. I, don't I have people do that. tremendous faith and, and respect for Jewish people and, and their beliefs and all of that. And I, I you know, I understand the, the property disputes or whatever. But what we're talking about now it's just unfathomable. Glenn Greenwald had a tweet about it, um, you know, basically saying if it, if it were reversed and this were, you know, Jewish people that were the victims, people would be screaming bloody murder. And it's yeah. just unfortunate that this, I mean, got barely a blip in the media this week. Well, because the, because well in our fucking... media, in our media, it got barely a blip. Yeah. In the rest of the world, it's, it's talked about nonstop. It's just the United Kingdom and the U.S. have like a blackout on the media about what goes well, on people there. realize that they the, that that fucking netanyahu is a fucking horrendous war criminal and that the things that then that what israel's doing to palestinians right now is tantamount to fucking apartheid and it and it's just it, it it's 
a, a slow genocide of the Palestinian people. That's what they're hoping is that they fucking run the clock out on the, t- the bullshit two state solution that they never want to do long enough that they fucking kill off enough Palestinians to the point where it's not even viable to give them their own state. I think that's genuinely what they're trying to do. And it's just, we are beyond fucking complicit. Every presidential administration uh, in the past, you know, 30 years has been a hundred percent behind Israel. And what Israel has done is funnel a ton of fucking money into our politics, uh, to politicians on both sides, you know, to every Republican and to a bunch of shitty Democrats like Cory Booker and Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand mm-hmm. to sponsor bills like yes, that fucking anti BDS bill where they're trying to criminalize the... protest. Oh yeah, make it illegal to have a a, a, to, a non-violent boycott economic a boycott. Company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, APAC is one of the largest con, uh, finance uh, donation people to senators, right? I think Cory Booker got a third of all his, his donations from APAC. I mean, that's like <laughs> a third <laughs> yeah. of all donations from one lobby, and it's for sure basically a uh, opinion. You know, it's for like an ultra right wing militaristic country just to impress their own national interest upon our government leaders you know and that's you know it's 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 that's why this is a unique situation is because without the u.s israel could not do any of this they could not get away with any of this um you know and, and it's just i think it's anytime you have a people that were brutalized and and systematically oppressed suddenly you flip the tables and now they have all the power and all the weapons this is always going to happen yeah. there's nothing special about these people it's the situation and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was horrible. There was, there was Jewish refugees that fled Europe and came here on ships and we turned them away. We said, go back to Europe. We don't want you here. So, you know, in a large way, I think we were responsible for, for some of what happened. We didn't do enough to try to stop it. Uh, FDR didn't bomb uh, the rail lines that were going into those death camps and they could have, you know, so I think, yeah, yeah, they, you know, they they easily could have anywhere they were, they had the planes there. Um, so I think that that guilt, you know, played into or has played a lot into a lot of why this has been allowed to, to go on for so long. Yeah. Well, and but Israel, the country of Israel and the right wing Likud party and the government that's in place in Israel uh, has used that as a fucking tool to guilt people into equating Israel with Jewish people, which they're not right. the fucking same. I mean, you, you can criticize the government. Certainly, you can criticize Donald Trump, and nobody would say that you're, you know, criticizing the United States. You're criticizing a particular political party or or, uh, political viewpoint that may happen to be in power in the country that you're criticizing. But you could, you know, just like there's, you know, half the country here are, you know, uh, left or liberal, whatever you want to call them. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of Israelis who who think that what the Israeli government is doing to Palestinians is fucking horrible. And a lot mm-hmm. of them were actually out there protesting with the Palestinians. And there's groups all throughout yeah. Israel. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of uh, veterans and soldiers who have been punished for refusing to participate. Um, I'm sure many people know this, but if you don't, uh, Israel has mandatory conscription for everyone. Everyone has to join the military in the country, right? right? right. And yeah. we see what happens to people in our country when they go through that process of becoming militarized and viewing the enemy as, as subhuman. Well, imagine... If you did that to everyone in the entire country, <laughs> how that biases their views, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why all their politicians, I mean, po- their politicians have said disgusting things about Palestinian people. They've called them like, you know, subhuman mongrels and things like that. But all of their politicians have served in the IDF. So it's like you wonder why it's, they, they've bred a generation of fucking maniacs 
that that view Palestinians as these like creatures, not even as mm-hmm. humans. Oh yeah, they're going to come to a table and say, "Oh yeah, we'll live peacefully with them." Of course not. We'll say things like, "You know, we we would have to kill a hundred Palestinians to equal the same death of one Israeli." You know, and you look at the death toll, and that's about it. It's about as you know, the last time they came in and and massacred two thousand civilians in Gaza, they it was like maybe ten Israeli soldiers that were that were killed and all that. Yeah. So I actually want to play you a little excerpt. Uh, Bernie was on uh, State of the Union with Jake Tapper, who's a huge Israeli government apologist. Uh, we played a couple months ago his bullshit uh, defense of them. Over, I, I don't even remember what it was over. But um, I just want to play a little excerpt from Bernie on State of the Union because he had the only decent statement from any sitting congressman on the, on the Israel-Palestine fucking crisis uh, this week. I want to turn to the violent clashes uh, in Gaza over the weekend. You tweeted about this yesterday. You wrote, quote, the killing of Palestinian demonstrators by Israeli forces in Gaza is tragic. It is the right of all people to protest for a better future without a violent response, unquote. The Israeli government uh, called the protests, quote, violent terror demonstrations. The ambassador of Israel to the United Nations said Hamas fighters were interspersed throughout the crowd using human shields and were killed after making, quote, direct attacks on Israeli positions. Do you not accept the Israeli government's explanation? No, I don't. Uh, I think from what my understanding is, is you have tens and tens of thousands of people who are engaged in a nonviolent protest. Uh, I believe now 15 or 20 people, uh, Palestinians, have been killed and many, many others have been wounded. So I think it's a difficult situation Uh, But my assessment is that Israel overreacted on that. But again, the bottom line here is that the United States of America has got to be involved in dealing with the terrible tragedy in Gaza. You know, whether it is Syria, whether it's Yemen, whether it is Gaza, we're looking at the need for the international community led by the United States to deal with that situation. Gaza is a disaster right now. Youth unemployment is off the charts, and we're going to continue to see those kinds of demonstrations and protests unless the world community recognizes the problem in Gaza and brings the Israelis and the Palestinians together to start addressing those problems. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that was, uh, you know, (laughs) the only fucking uh, negative uh, statement that anyone made against Israel that I saw uh, amongst sitting congressmen, and I thought that was tremendous. well, the question he asks is so fucking loaded, though. Yeah, of course. It's, you, it's so how f- dare you? You question the Israeli government? Like, yeah, motherfucker, because that's what the everyone fucking, else is doing. The fucking ambassador well, from Israel to the UN said that the fucking Hamas people were interspersed through the crowd and using people as human shields. That's just a fucking lie. There's no evidence of that whatsoever. This is not just about Israel, because we give them, what is it, $3 billion a year in uh-huh. aid. So this is us. This is it's the same situation with Yemen. You know, when we when we arm terrorists, when we arm the Saudis, the blood is on our same hands. And it's, it's the same yeah. exact situation yeah. here. We're empowering well, them it's, to do this. When you're when you're the worst people in the fucking when planet, you're yeah. shooting, shooting live rounds into a crowd of nonviolent protesters across a, a international border, war um, crime. <laughs> that's that's terrorism. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like, yes, it, the, is Israel enforces a system of apartheid against non-Jewish Israeli citizens, against Arab Israelis in their own country. Separate roads, 
uh, checkpoints, all this shit. People are treated like cattle, basically. That's apartheid. But what they're doing in Gaza is genocide. It's terrorism. Israel is a terrorist regime, flat out. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's that's a good way to phrase it, actually. Um, yeah. And and it's just ironic because well, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say it's just ironic because you know the 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 population most severely affected by the fu- the fucking Holocaust. You know the biggest, you know arguably the biggest human rights atrocity in in, in world history. Uh, the the country that's predominantly Jewish is now carrying out a. a you know, a, a smaller scale, but not, you know, dissimilar version of that uh, on another group of people. It's and it's hard just to wrap fucking your head unbelievable around. Yeah. that they I could do a, this. I did a, um, a Twitter poll this week on the Stop Arming Terrorists Act, and I said, you know, okay, should we, you know, stop arming terrorists? You know, and the answers were like, yes, in Syria, you know, yes, everywhere, or yes, we are the terrorists. And guess which one won? Yes, we are the terrorists. <laughs> we are overwhelmingly the terrorists. People are waking up to this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, mean, our drone program is a fucking terrorist program. I mean, you can't, you know, I mean, you can't yeah, look at that. And yeah. Say, I mean, and, not- and social media has really changed the perception. You know, when the yeah. last massacre in Gaza uh, that Israel committed in 2014, you had reporters on the ground there that are expected to tweet stuff out. And that doesn't go through an editor first. People want to see what's happening live on the ground. So suddenly there's this wall that's been ripped away where people in our country who are media savvy are kind of like, oh my God, how can this be going on? And we're paying for it. You know, yeah. the, the debates, we used to be really shielded from this, this, this media blackout, but that's, it's impossible now. You know, the one thing I really liked from that clip, uh, and, and it's just kind of like an, a nice thing about Bernie's humanity, he talked about youth unemployment in Palestine. It's <laughs> yeah. such a, such a, you know, yeah, but, wow. but, the, but he just thinks about, you know, it's like, it's, it's just kind of amazing that he, he thinks not just like, hey, maybe we should stop treating them like prisoners, but like, hey, these guys don't even have jobs. Like, I, you know, like, you know. Yeah, it's the idea great. that you care about people their working conditions, no matter who they are, you know, he cares about the fundamental dignity of workers across the whole world. He's, you know, it's like, but I'm sure people would use that against him and be like, Oh, look at that. He's just only focused on one issue, you know, helping people get out of poverty. What a fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah. It's like, so it, interesting because he's Jewish that, you know, he, he can say these things and, and well, they not, still call him an anti-Semite, but yeah. some do. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but less so. Very and I, and I also think that, that more Jewish people, you know, we've talked about are, are starting to see that there's a problem, you know, whether they live in this country or, or elsewhere in the world. Well, you know, the onion actually, the onion was really on fire this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they had a great headline. Uh, Teen on birthright trip. Hadn't uh, expected to see so many dead Palestinians. Yeah. I I love the photo where she just has (laughs) blank expression on her face, like doesn't really care about it, but still was surprised to see so many. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. Um, Wow. There was a funny. Oh wait, here. There was a funny quote from it. Uh, my friend Kate, who came over last year, said she noticed a couple, but this is way more dead Palestinians than I ever imagined. <laughs> said That's Catherine. so dark. Yeah. It's really dark, but it's like you know, it's, well, it's sad when the onion's delivering the most fucking honest news of anybody right now. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago, where you just—it's like they don't have to make up anything. It's just you can just print literally what's going on, and that is. Um, salacious enough yeah mm-hmm. they, they also had a really good headline today uh fuming rachel maddow spends entire show yeah. just pointing wildly at a picture of putin <laughs> like do i need to say more just, here he is look, look it's a picture of him. 
Oh God! But I'd yeah. be less suspicious of of anyone pushing the Russian narrative if they at least admitted other countries do the same shit. You know what I mean? If they said, "Oh, you know, China," you know, well, we, know. So yeah. like, we, we know, we know, we do it, we fucking right. do it. But that too. it's just it, it, the reason people call it the Russian narrative is because it's a narrative used to, uh, for, you know, towards a very particular political goal, and and it's just. Uh, bullshit. I mean, right. it's, well, well they, you know, they don't. Care, when I say bullshit, though, I mean it's not happening. That's, but it's just yeah. you know, they don't it's care. Every- they don't care about anything meddling with democracy, or else they would be enraged that the entire DNC, the entire Democratic primary, was a sham. Well, this is what I think is is important to remember. This take their narrative and twist it and use it, and that's what I think that Bernie. I hope that Bernie is doing. So he's going okay. Uh, we have election problems. Let's fix election integrity. <laughs> Yeah. Because guess like, who whoa, got whoa, whoa, hit whoa. by it the we most? I actually want to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we were talking about Bernie. Uh, there, the the knives are out again for him this week because again, you know, we all Always. know he's running in twenty twenty, and they're doing everything they fucking can. They're throwing up, you know, lie after lie. You know, Bernie doesn't do well with black people, even though he polls at you know seventy three percent approval with African Americans, right. which is the so, highest demographic. It's the high. He's more popular with, with with black Americans than any other demographic. Yeah, you know who he's least popular with? White men. White men. You know, so this whole narrative of like Bernie bro, white male Bernie well, bro yeah, is fucking it's, bullshit. It's the Karl you know? Rove playbook. Whatever his biggest strength is, attack that as though it's his biggest weakness. Right. You know, yeah. and, and it's just it's it's obfuscate. All it is is obfuscate. Uh, Hillary Clinton defended having slaves in her mansion, and they, they all they can do is say she congratulated well, herself for uh, treating them nicely. Yeah, actually. It's, <laughs> yeah, she's she is she's the 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 white person that the the book or the movie the help was written about. She is that person, <laughs> you know. Is, and and they can't defend that. So what they do is say, oh well, when Bernie was mayor of, of Vermont, um, the the state had uh, prison workers in Vermont. Also, there isn't even a prison in Burlington. Right. So it's, it's just it's like this weird tweet like, oh, well, there was prison uh, labor elsewhere in the country in the same state. Bernie was mayor. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't <laughs> hypocrite. And if they were, he would have been like, what the fuck is this? I don't want like slave labor you know, <laughs> yeah. waiting on me. This is ridiculous. But that's my favorite thing to go to. I have this uh, is this little um, there was a few months ago or last year when they were uh, making fun of Bernie bros by using like a meme of like a Ken doll. But with like a man yeah, bun and a beard, yeah. someone found one of, of like a Barbie doll dressed up like Hillary Clinton, and uh, they were. Sending they have that, out by and, the way, President oh, yeah, Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> and so somebody just took the quote, or uh, I, I did a version of it. They just t- took that quote where she's you know from her autobiography or whatever the fuck it was, nineteen ninety six, takes the village thing, where she just says, "I was informed that using prison labor was a time out of tradition used <laughs> to keep costs down," <laughs> and you just put that on there with like the the, the, the Hillary Barbie doll, and that ends every fucking discussion. It's amazing Perfectly. that she thinks that that's a good defense. It makes like, she's so fiscally explode. fucking minded. Like, well, they're so tone deaf because again, they're they're in an echo chamber, you know, with just others like them. And if you challenge anything that they think, you're out because you can't be trusted. So, yeah, it, their weakness. Well, I mean, it's their own fault. You remember, remember a year and a half, two years ago, when uh, the documentary, uh, the Thirteenth, won best or best documentary picture, yeah. and it's all about how the Thirteenth Amendment legalizes slavery if you're Great, incarcerated if you seen it. yeah oh, i had yeah, to watch it's, it it's in chunks it so powerful and yeah. all the liberals loved it until they were like oh wait but hillary defense defended prison labor so now they have to pretend that the whole concept of prison labor being legalized slave labor is somehow totally different 
you know, they have to, they just lie. They put that lie back in I know someone who had been in prison and who herself defended prison labor. And it was interesting. She was a Republican and she basically said, you know, for her, it was a benefit to be able to get out of, you know, where she was and be able to do anything and to earn money on top of that, you know, was a good thing. And I'm still going. They don't pay him any money though. They pay him a dollar a day. It'd be if fine that. if they had to pay a minimum wage. Yeah. Like I would be okay with that. You oh, know? And, yeah. and you know how like half the firefighters fighting these wildfires because of climate change are all prison labor Prisoners. too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and they're out there basically risking their lives, you know, to, to get a few days or months knocked off their sentence. And, you know, on top of that, the fact that 95% of people in U.S. prisons never had a trial. They all go to plea deals because they're threatened with the maximum sentence if they dare uh, ask for the right to do process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah basically. So, so you've got people that sign false confessions. You know, I'm not saying 95% of people in prison are there, you know, Certainly for, for quite a reason. Yeah. But a lot of them, it, it's like they get some dumb kid to admit they were there to see the crime. And that's enough that they can, you know, say, well, we know you were there. That means you're basically guilty. And they're like, okay, well, I. I'm just going to take the three, four years rather than to face 20 to life. Well, not you know, only and, that, but they're waiting so long to even get to a trial because there, there's such a shortage of, of public defenders. And so, you mm-hmm. know, they can sit in jail and rot for two years while they're waiting, you know, for representation or they can sign something and hope to get out faster. What do you think they're going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, now with cash do? and with cash bail, a lot of people can't even afford to get themselves out. So you have to sit in there for the mm-hmm. length of the trial. And it's just, mm-hmm. You know they have these oh, this awesome DA in Philly now. He's like, look, Cash Bell's fucking racist, and it and it directly affects you know, uh, and it, it, it's classist too. And he's and like, what, I was doing away with that it. In? I, I think it's in, yeah, Philly. The the DA in Philly. Huh. I forget. I, it, you should look into it. It's, he's a really revolution. I'm sure they're going to kill him. I'm sure the cops are going to kill him. <laughs> right. But you know, he's he's <laughs> doing great. He'll fucking drop work. a bomb from a helicopter on his house. <laughs> Oops, we heard there was a compound. Yeah. Right. Oh um, gosh, that makes me so sad. Do you realize how cynical we are that we we now? But you know, it's sad as it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, that we wow. have this truth that you know, you look at someone like Kennedy and you look at JFK. How can you not look at Bernie and just think? How they are just you still alive? I mean, they, they can't do that anymore. What they do is they slander. Yeah. Sure, they can. They slander. Well, I mean, it's it would... last resort. Yeah, last resort. Yeah. I mean, they're they can't undo the movement that he's created. And unfortunately for them, it would be worse if they killed him because he'd be martyred. And then can you imagine the Bernie statues? I'd erect one myself out in my damn front yard. (laughs) It's that whole, if you strike me down now, become more powerful than you can imagine. That's right. Pretty much. I like when we referenced earlier Um, casts. So (laughs) I, you know, I want to, I want to mention the thing that they're smearing about this week because he was, I guess, doing a, uh, speech and kind of a Q&A thing for, and, you know, in honor of Martin Luther King for the 50th anniversary of his uh, assassination, which, of course, you know, anytime there's a big MLK anniversary or birthday or anything, all the fucking, uh, you know, all the conservatives and the, you know, centrists come out of the woodwork and claim him as if he would have fucking... You know, supported their bullshit policies. Yeah, it's just the, they like the selective, the marginalization like, yeah. of yeah, a radical, whitewashing, you yeah. know, just absolute whitewashing of a radical democratic socialist who they used to call a communist agitator. Um, yeah, they tried to kill him. They tried to get him to commit suicide. And um, so, uh, this guy was asking a question. Uh, we saw a surge of millennials supporting you. Uh, applause break. Uh, how are you harnessing that energy to engage and sustain millennials in Jackson, Mississippi? 
And how are you doing the same to reimagine the Democratic Party? So I just want to, he was asked a question. He didn't just bring this up at random like people are implying, not saying, but implying. Um, and, he, and so he said, he was asked a direct question. He said, the business model, if you like, of the Democratic Party for the last 15 years or so has been a failure. Applause by the audience. <laughs> and uh, what happened, people sometimes don't see that because uh, there was a charismatic, sometimes people don't see that because there was a charismatic individual uh, named Barack Obama who won the presidency in uh, 2008 and 2012. And he was obviously an extraordinary candidate and a brilliant guy. Uh, but behind that reality, over the last 10 years, Democrats have lost about 1,000 seats in state legislatures across the country. And you have significant numbers of states like Mississippi where the governor, the legislature, and the senators are all Republicans. Uh, now, how does this happen at a time when a Republican agenda is the agenda of the billionaire class uh, and at war with working people? How does it happen that a party that wants to give tax breaks to billionaires and throw millions of people off uh, the health insurance they have wins ele uh, win elections? So, um, not a controversial quote in any... And he actually, I think, was overly, you know, <laughs> praising Fine. of Obama. Yeah. yeah without mentioning that he's a, a large part of the cause for the decline of the Democratic Party. But he actually... It's hard for people to, to understand that, that things can be simultaneously true. He can be charismatic, he could have been good on a lot of issues, and he can be simultaneously horrible on others. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, but, but again, they're using this to smear him and saying that that was a dog whistle or that he was racist or that he's... People just can't fucking wrap their heads around the fact that Barack Obama was a fucking corporatist warmonger. Like, they just can't wrap their heads around Or, or they can, and they're fine with it, and they don't understand why people on the left have a <laughs> yeah. problem with it. So they're just like, you know, okay, so so here's the thing. This was for a, Martin Luther King, uh, his 50th anniversary. Now, we don't normally celebrate his death. We celebrate you know, Martin Luther King Day on his birthday. Um, but still, 50 years, whatever. It was a big, yeah. Big what, what was the biggest th thing that was his dream? Was that people would be judged on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. But in this neoliberal day and age, if anyone on the left judges a person of color on the content of their character... Remember, remember when John Lewis lied about Bernie? And he said, oh, I yeah. didn't see him in the civil rights movement. Well, yeah. there's, there's fucking pictures of it. So John yeah. Lewis lied. And people said, "We you taking fucking role? Like, what yeah. do you like? Yeah, what does that mean? You, didn't you see know." Him. So, so I was, I, I was on Twitter then. I was like, "John Lewis is a liar. He knows that's not true." And he said, "Hillary it anyway. didn't see uh, Bernie." And I got called, I got called racist so many times for calling oh, yeah. John Lewis a liar. I'm like, "Look, he's a representative. You can still criticize him, even though he's an old guy and he's black. He was there, obviously. He got, yeah. you know, he was a civil rights hero too. But he's lying right now." And it's, yeah, it's I respect his contributions you know, to civil rights. That doesn't mean he's above fucking reproach. Like, so, so when people yeah. have a problem when you criticize the content of the character of somebody, regardless of their race, I feel like they are doing the exact opposite of what Martin Luther King wanted. I feel like they are being inherently racist in their views to say that uh, you're not allowed to criticize the policies that affect millions of people. I mean, fucking half of all black wealth disappeared under Obama. Just yeah. disappeared. Yeah. When you look at charts uh, in terms of uh, uh, earnings that go to the top ten uh, percent versus the bottom, you know, twenty percent, uh, the, the 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 graph just totally fucking switched in the other direction. It shot up in, ter in terms of the uh, yeah. earnings of the top ten yeah. percent no. during to, Obama's to, to be fair, it was going up since nineteen eighty, but it went way up yeah. under Obama. To, to be fair, though, um, most of that wealth was lost because of the housing crisis. Most of those people lost their wealth because of homes that they were 
Pratchett and Morgan State lost. The Which is another thing that he yeah. enabled because of not fucking cracking down on companies like uh, Blackstone and all these other companies oh, yeah. that were doing yeah. this predatory lint. I mean, it's, but he was in fucking bed. He took money from all these companies. Yeah. It's like no, it, people don't understand. Barrel, but yeah. People don't understand the insidiousness of a lot of the things that he did and a lot of decisions he made financially people because so of much people want... that contributed to him. Uh, they so the much want to look back and see these people as heroes and, you know, infallible and all of that. And I, I just wish people would understand there, you know, there's no gods among us. Right. I mean, you know, even Bernie has takes on things that are wrong and, and he says things that are wrong sometimes or, you know, we, we can certainly question things um, and we do. And the same yeah. is true for yeah. Obama and the same is true for Clinton and anybody else. None of these people are, are perfect beings and none of them have you know, completely perfect policies. Yeah. I mean, except for Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, he's, yeah, he, he's almost, I would say above that kind of criticism. I can't really think of too many. Greenwald things. was talking a lot about the heat he's taken this week too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Anyone who has any criticism of Israel massacring dozens of people, innocent protesters, uh, sure. is now being called an anti-Semite right now. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. <clears throat> Sean King actually had a really good, uh, couple tweets about obama um he said uh barack obama and sean king uh, it writes for the uh, daily news he writes a lot about uh african-american issues and he's and is he african-american or part african-american he's half yeah yeah um but but he's very he, he's very much involved uh in criminal justice reform and ending mass incarceration mm -hmm. so right. his he's a very respected voice in the african-american community um and I, I would argue some, at, at times he's a little too forgiving of obama but what he wrote is uh Barack Obama is a sacred cow to the majority of African-Americans. Mm -hmm. Criticizing him uh, or Oprah or Beyonce for almost anything comes with guaranteed blowback. Uh, it's not generally advisable politically. I believe in the substance of Bernie's criticism of the Democratic Party, though. I need progressives to understand something. Barack Obama's humanity, his blackness, his culture, and that of Michelle and the girls transcends politics for most African-Americans. He was a political moderate, but his humanity in context of the Oval Office was revolutionary. I think we must find a way to simultaneously honor Obama's humanity and political achievements while, simultane while simultaneously interrogating the fact that he built the current system of deportation and drone warfare. Uh, I can respect him and say that the Democratic Party went to shit on his watch. <laughs> so I think that's a very uh, fair-headed and even assessment. I would, I would argue that... Nuanced, yeah. I would argue that his humanity, uh, I, I have a hard time believing in his genuine humanity when he, you know, would sign off on a fucking kill list every morning. But that's just, you know, mm -hmm. but look, I, I largely agree with a lot of the stuff that Sean King said there. I yeah, just think, I, you know, I respect the accomplishment he did of beating Hillary's ass <laughs> coming out of nowhere <laughs> and, and being an amazing candidate. And then he got elected and he. Uh, renewed the Bush tax cuts. He governed like a Republican. Uh, Re-upped the NSA's domestic surveillance program. He did everything. Expanded it. Everything yes. that so, liberals were protesting that Bush did, Obama did better. Hypothetically speaking, if there were if there were election interference that let's say propped up Obama and you know made Hillary not win back then, and there were the same type of interference this time around, what what is the agenda there? What are is it, you know, other countries? What What is the fear of Hillary Clinton? Is that the claim? Because a lot that... of her defenders would say it's because she's so wonderful and so powerful and all of that, you know. Well, she's a fucking hawk and people are, I, I think a lot of countries think that they're going to be brought into conflict with her. I mean, Russia, you know, Vladimir Putin, Putin doesn't like her in general as a person because uh, she's not a very likable person, but... Um, 
she is super hawkish on Syria. She wanted to institute a no-fly zone in Syria, which would put right. us in direct conflict with Russia. Could cause a fucking war. I mean, if we shoot down one of their planes, so we've got enough I think problems a lot of, with them as it is. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are concerned with I, I her being a fucking menace yeah, in, in the world. I don't like, think that was. I think you know we there was these these Russian troll farm folks who were just trying to like create content that would generate money, there, there was no agenda to get one person or the other the, the 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 corporations that really run the world will get what they want regardless of who's in power as long as they're a capitalist well see so in that sense to me there is someone you know holding the, the strings of the puppet and it, it may not be russia it may not be china it may be the gop it may be you know forces just i mean i don't know deep state or whatever corporate america, somebody one percent corporate america exactly there are groups that have so much power um that they could literally <laughs> decide elections and so you know i guess you have to be skeptical of anyone that wins because you go, okay, either either the powers that be have something on this person and feel that they can control them in some way or, you know, something, um, which is why I fear that they'll never let Bernie win. But Well, you know, the Democratic Party is in good hands, though, because Tom Perez uh, this week had a really inspiring <laughs> oh speech. From Please Martin tell me you have the actual day. audio of that. I do actually have the audio. I'll play <laughs> right, a little bit. Yeah. I'll play the audio. It's a few seconds. You know, when your gas tank runs low... You go and fill up at the gas station. Today, we are going in the marking of Dr. King's anniversary. We're, we're filling <laughs> our gas tank with moral fuel. Oh, my God. Oh, so I, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I feel inspired. Um, <laughs> well, your gas tank runs low. Okay. He, who? You know what Tom Perez sounds like? He's always trying to. He, Tom Perez sounds like he's always trying to cut a wrestling promo, but but he has like no breath to do it. Like he, wants he just to like be smoked Alex a Jones. bunch of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just like he knows he's a fucking bland, like uninteresting person, so he tries to jazz it up, but it's always like. You know what I think? Everyone's gonna really f- like draw a connection to MLK with driving a car and having to fill up gasoline. <laughs> Everyone I'm drives a car, right? I'm waiting for your brain right? to explode, comrade. It's just such a weird <laughs> metaphor, though. It's, like, what? Okay, so you guys remember the Super Bowl? There was that ad for some yeah, 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 fucking Dodge stupid, ad. yeah, fucking Dodge. And they they used a, a clip from an MLK speech, and everyone, mm-hmm. understandably, was pissed off. Well, An anti-capitalist speech. Yeah, so, so clearly, somebody took the rest MLK of the, and cars. <laughs> right, so actually, somebody took the rest of that speech and cut it together, where he specifically mentions that car commercials prey on poor black people as a status of wealth that they can't afford and gets them into basically a, a car ownership of a thing that they don't really need. And and that was a symbol of materialism and capitalism that, that directly was, was harming the black community. So that was the same fucking speech he actually was making saying car commercials are bullshit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the just, same speech. This guy is the leader of the Democratic Party. Well, guys. Well, like, we couldn't we couldn't let the, the Muslim get in there. Clearly. Yeah, they couldn't let that radical Muslim socialist uh, Farrakhan apologist. Yeah. You know, well, he was he wore, he wore he only wanted to help working people glasses or whatever. <laughs> he only wanted to fucking help working people, so he couldn't yeah. have that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was really funny when I came across that. So, if anyone hasn't seen the actual video, he's doing that. The thing I hate politicians do is they'll like put on the the t shirt for a rally or <laughs> over event, the dress shirt. over their dress shirt, and it's just it's the most tackiest like. Just put your, you know, wear just the t-shirt or... Yeah, you know who just, never does that? Bernie Sanders, because no. he knows it looks goofy as fuck. Bernie doesn't do that shit, yeah. 
Or you put on a nice sweater vest. It looks fucking, looks fucking great. <laughs> so um, I, I want to get to unpopular opinions because I'm mm. sure we all have. Mm. We, 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 we're, we're all a wealth of unpopular opinions. So <laughs> it's, it's always nice to kind of argue about them for a little bit. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, LaDonna, you want to go first? I'll go first. Sure. So um, y'all probably know um, oh that I'm a fan of Starbucks. Um, and, and I am have been for a like while. The, their product or like the the company the, itself. The, the product, uh, the, you know, the company, whatever. But so here's here's the reason why. Um, a lot of people want you to go to you know small mom and pop coffee shops, and and those are all very good. But but the problem that I have with those is the inconsistency in their product. When I go to Starbucks, I know that my product will taste almost exactly the same every single time I get it. There's that consistency. If I go to one coffee shop and I go to another one across town, I get something completely different. So there's a consistency there. Um, You know, the other thing, a lot of people talk about, you know, defending mom and pop shops. But here's the thing. Mom and pop took advantage of a lot of people for a lot of years. And I'm not saying that, that Walmart isn't evil, you know, clearly they are, you know, but they also made some business decisions around, you know, economies of scale and, you know, buying more and all of that stuff. Mom and pop took advantage of people, you know, with convenience and, you know, whatever else they charge people a lot for a lot of years. And so, you know, when they didn't adjust their business model, that was when a lot of them started to close. Um, It wasn't just that they couldn't, in many cases, they didn't want to, Um, they were, you know, earning a certain living or whatever. So, I mean, my unpopular opinion, I, I love Starbucks. I want them to continue. No offense to the other coffee shops. And, and I know progressives can hate me because Starbucks is a huge corporation. Yeah. They do some good too, um, in the world with, uh, fair trade and other things like that. Their CEO is not quite as bad as most CEOs, but he's still pretty. Do you know how much their CEO makes? He makes about $400,000 a day. And he, and he says that $15 an hour is untenable, un, un, refuses to entertain the idea of a livable wage, livable wage for his employees. Just saying. If you want and that, that could to be continue. entirely true. Yeah. Um, you know, they have I, tips and things like that. So people can make above whatever the $8 an hour not, or something is that they make. Yeah, they also get free college tuition. Free yeah. college tuition at ASU online. So a full four years. Yeah, that's, that's if you take free. the courses they tell you you have to take. No. That's, no, yeah, no. it is. It is. They, you don't just get to take whatever education you want. You got to go to business school and then they'll pay for it. No, it's not just business school. It's it's open to more um, more majors than that. I mean, yeah, you can't you know major in basket weaving and expect them to pay for it, but... Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, you can get a four year degree. I mean, it'd be nice there. if they just pay their employees a livable wage so they can go pay for their own college tuition. Even at, with a quote unquote livable wage, you might not be able to afford well, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, I think it would certainly help matters. Um, I love yeah, Starbucks, so look, y'all I, I, can I hate mail me all you want. No, I don't, <laughs> look, I understand conceptually that you want a consistent, uh, you know, product or consistent, you know, meal or whatever. Like I, I, I get that. Like I like, you know, going to certain, I go to the same pizza place. I try to at least when I go to, you know, eat pizza cause I fucking love the, <laughs> the dough they use, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't even need the, the, the rest of that. Just give me the dough. 
<laughs> my significant other no. will scream at me because he's from Seattle and you know their coffee is is sacred there you know Portland you know those cities up there it's it's kind of the same deal and he says you know Starbucks burns the beans which yes sometimes they do um you know there's, no, there's, there's lots of I, I don't drink salt you maybe, say, maybe my so. unpopular opinion is that I don't drink coffee I think it tastes <laughs> gross um but maybe that makes me the weirdo, other but... the other thing that's nice about Starbucks is if I have a bad experience any kind of all I do is call them and they will literally refund me on the spot and sometimes more than that. So there was one time where I, my own fault, spilled my coffee in my car and it, they gave me 25 bucks just here. Wow. Wow. I guess that's um, better than a lawsuit from <laughs> being Well, and to, there you go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's smart customer service. There's I, no question about it. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. if I throw a brick through a Starbucks window and it bounces up because they replace the glass with plexiglass and the brick hits me in the chest, can I get a free coffee for that? Can I be like, hey, <laughs> this was... <laughs> Probably. I want to say, yeah. <laughs> Corporate policy is like, just don't rock the boat too much. Yeah. What, what, what's they get worth, an amount. You know? Their customer service reps get an amount that they're allowed to give out without any, you know, question or needing yeah. supervisors or whatever. So and anybody out there that does, you know, get from Starbucks, if you have a rewards card or whatever, at least once per quarter, you can get a free drink if you call and say something wasn't right, you know, and, and they'll want specifics. So, you know, my, yeah. my drink tasted like feet is a common one I use. Mm. But... <laughs> what if I complain that, I think you should do their, that all the time. employees just don't make, sure. make enough money to feed themselves or pay off their, their student loans? Can I? <laughs> Get a free. And they'll coffee. send you an email about how they're looking into that problem. <laughs> you get a free drink um, for that. <laughs> yeah. So, look, my thing is like, uh, what you're saying about mom and pop shops is not untrue, but I would I would say that a lot of companies, including Walmart, intentionally uh, undersell products. Amazon undersells things for less than they cost <laughs> to drive out small businesses so they can raise the prices back up afterwards. Yeah, it's a monopoly. Um, capitalism it, is a monopoly. It, it, it's kind of the whole concept of capitalism is to kind of just kill your competition, grab it by the throat, and then right. when they're gone, uh, charge wherever you want. Oh, yeah, so, Walmart, I mean, they can run in the red for five years until the whole downtown of a small town's deserted and then yeah, they, they jack all the prices well. up and yeah. if and if they fucking try to unionize they'll just shut the whole store down they'll just yeah, well, fire they, everybody I mean, that's what happened to sam's clubs i yeah. mean yeah. a lot of sam's yeah. club employees tried to unionize and they fucking just shut them down without and they were making good whatsoever. money before that a lot of them oh, they were making like there was, yeah, decent you guys money remember a couple years ago employees. when um there was there was like a, a a string of like five walmarts that all unionized at the same time in the u.s <laughs> and suddenly all five of them got shut down because of sewage problems oh yeah <laughs> and they had to shut them down for a year and a half See, I'm not saying Walmart's not the devil. They absolutely are. And, and Amazon. I, I, I just don't think and, Starbucks yeah. is Starbucks, that much better yeah. in terms of a corporation. Starbucks is the Walmart and of coffee. Corporations are <laughs> inherently. You know, I like to say, like, it's not that corporations are evil. They're yes, just it is. amoral. Yes, it is. Well, no, but, but no. <laughs> they know what's wrong and they do it anyway. That well, is the well, definition would, of evil. But I would, but I would, but they're not doing it to be evil. Yes, they're they immoral. Are. They, they're doing it. No, they're doing it for money. They're doing yeah. it to, to make. That is evil. Whenever is you, money inherently it, I, evil? Is making money inherently evil? Well, it's the root of all evil. When it I harms mean. other people to the point where they can't live their lives, I'm that not, is what evil. I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's not evil. What I'm saying is that it, it that thought doesn't even cross their mind. These people are so fucking 
brainwashed into the, this this ideal of of you know you know bootstraps and get get as much for yourself as you can and fuck everybody else. Well, because I have people that criticize idea. me for for what I do for a living, you know, with political consulting, that in the progressive community that that I'm evil for accepting money for that, that that should well, all that's, be free. That's fucking bullshit. I, I have you're, people you're, that even that, your services for like, well. Right, and it's it's certainly cheaper than what they charge, what DC consultants charge. Mm-hmm. You know, forcing and... them to use your services, like <laughs> exactly. You, you, I'm sure you'd rather not be dealing yeah. with some of the bullshit you deal with. Well, I mean, those DC consultants, they're, no, those people are fucking those people hard. are lobbyists. They're pushing their own policy agendas. When you're actually right. in good faith advising a candidate based on what they want to bring to the campaign, that's not bad, you know. And, and yep. you're probably not getting paid nearly as much as, as you should for your expertise. So I, I got no problem with that. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, but, but my larger point, like, it's not that they're evil per se, but when, once you, I think the stock market is, 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 is evil in a way. It's like, once you inst- introduce the concept of a publicly traded company, the entire goal of a publicly traded company is to make yeah. as much money as possible for shareholders. And to yeah. do that, they have to exploit their workers and grind them into fucking dust in order to do it. And they, and, they, and it's just the idea is to just minimize costs and maximize profit. And when you add that to any kind of business that is supposed to be serving a community, especially something like healthcare, it's like fucking psychotic. You can't, you can't introduce There's... the profit motive to some, there's uh, some different kinds of companies that are that are emerging though. There was one I saw the other day relative, about socks, and it was these guys that saw that like the biggest problem that oh, the homeless, uh, the homeless guy? yeah face yeah, yeah. is those, you know not guys, having yeah. socks, and Bomb so the they socks. yeah they created a company that you know they they sell a pair of socks and they give a pair away to the homeless, and they've given you know millions and millions of pairs, and they're actually decent socks that will you know stand up over time. I think there are companies that are emerging that. Maybe they're not perfectly pure, but are certainly a lot better than what we've seen in the past. That they're they're doing some good in the world. I think when you take a company public, you're that's the beginning of the end for any kind of humanitarian mm-hmm. anything that you're doing. I think that's probably true. Yeah, because then you no longer have really an individual that can decide. Yeah, I'm going to forego. There was a CEO that said, you know, he wasn't going to take pay so that he could pay all his employees seventy five thousand a year. You know, probably, you can decide that. They would probably a... fire him if he was at a publicly traded company. You know, <laughs> exactly. like they, they they just don't like that. They can't. You they, they that's that's oh, antithetical he's to what they're untrustworthy. You know, he's right. going to write yeah. some manifesto about doing good for <laughs> the... Jerry Maguire. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. I'm not going to channel Jack Nicholson. Fucking um, love that movie. Yeah. And Jerry Maguire, man, I I can't tell you how many nights I've I've wanted to write the manifesto the exact same. <laughs> Were you one. thinking that when you were working in corporate America of doing that and like I storming still think out? it. I, yeah. I mean, even as far as my own business, I think fewer clients, better service. I, I still believe that. Well, so. the thing about that movie though is that he doesn't he doesn't think it's a manifesto, but no. but to the his corporate overlords, they're <laughs> extremely threatened by it. And, and as the audience, we're all kind of like. I don't know that well, he grows as a character in that movie either. That's another yeah, weird thing about that. It, it's a good know. movie. It's flawed, but it's a good movie. Mm. <laughs> but this is not the Jerry Maguire cast. Uh, uh, what, so, uh, so what's your unpopular one. opinion? Oh, you want to go last, huh? Uh, no, I can, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go. go. I'll go next. I'll go all right. Next. So, so well, no, I'll go. I you already. I'm, okay. All right. So we talked. We talked a little bit last week about the the two uh, lesbian moms who adopted six black kids who drove their van off the cliff. 
mm-hmm. and killed them. Um, and I I knew a couple of the kids. One, the one that got famous from hugging the the cop in that famous photo, he hugged me a couple times at events, and I didn't. I never really talked to him. He would just hug anybody, you know. Um, so some people said, "Oh, well, that the cop thing was staged," and no, nah, it wasn't really. It was you know the the moms like to encourage them to kind of go out and draw attention, and that kind of I think they got off on that a little bit. But right. at least one of the parents was physically abusive, and she admitted and was convicted for physical abuse of, of a six year old. One of these girls of the of the six black kids they adopted, she beat the kid so bad the kid had bruises on her chest. Right. Jesus. And. So this car goes off a cliff. Well, so back up a little bit. Um, they they had moved several times, and they had just moved into a new house in uh, southern Washington state. And immediately the neighbors were concerned because these kids were going to them in the middle of the night. And these are kids between the age of about 10 and 15. And they were going to the neighbors begging for food in the middle of the night, saying, we're being starved as punishment. So the neighbors didn't immediately act on this, but they eventually called CPS, Child Protective Services, who opened an investigation and they did a knock warrant and no one answered. And two days later, or like a day later, uh, these two lesbian moms get all the kids in a van and they fled. They took off. No one saw them for three days. And then all of a sudden this van's at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. They, they drove it off a cliff. And I know people who knew these these two women who said, oh, they love these kids so much they would never hurt them. It's like, well, one of Marty was convicted of hurting them physically. Right. You know, and they, they you see pictures of these kids and they all look like they're years younger than they should be for the ages they were. They all looked like they were underweight. They all look skinny. Were they all adopted from the system? Yes. Yeah. And did any of them have disabilities? Uh, I heard that there was, so there was three and three that were, that were actually real siblings with each other. Right. Okay. And there was three of them that you could tell were like, they may have been low birth weight to begin with, uh, it seemed like. But, I mean, kids don't lie about being starved. Kids that are 10 years old don't go to the neighbors at 2 in the morning begging for food unless they're no. really, something's going on there, right? And and I know people on the West Coast that have defended these women and said, no, they would never hurt them intentionally. They would never, you know, something must have happened. Well, the police figured out that this van didn't just go off a cliff and crash and kill everybody on this, this, this Oceanside Highway. It pulled off to a scenic little lookout and stopped there for several minutes and then somebody floored the gas and intentionally drove it off the cliff. Jesus Christ. So there is no doubt that they these kids were murdered by these these two women who... Well, at least one of them. At least, right. Yeah. At, least, the gas, at least one. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure, probably, yeah. So, I mean, do you think people are defending them? And I, I'm going to sound like Joe Rogan here. Do you think people are <laughs> defending them because they don't want to admit that a lesbian couple adopting did this heinous thing and that makes that them look bad, um, like that the, the concept that could bad. be a part of it but it's also like they were very anti-monsanto very anti-vaccine uh very you know like your typical east coast liberal lefty progressive kind of you know thing and they adopted six black kids right well if you look at the stuff that a lot of black people are saying on twitter they're like this is this is get out this is yeah, this is the liberal racism. This is you know this is white saviorism that. taken to the fullest extent, where they they adopt these kids to look good as this performative act of being white saviors. But when 
push came to shove, they were abusive and they starved these kids when they couldn't afford to feed them or as punishment. Uh, and they were homeschooling them uh, as well, oh, which that's, like that's always they started. Yeah. Well, well, there's a financial piece to it too. That's why right. I asked the question about disability because they can get significantly, and I mean significantly oh, yeah. more for adopting or caring for yeah. children that yeah, have disabilities. Well, so good... unfortunately, a lot of the the bulk of abuse that happens in the foster care system happens to children who are disabled. Yeah. And they have very little, uh, you know, well, very few people to speak out to for them. About. Somebody else wrote a really good article um, the other day and said, you know, even if you, aside from whether you think they intentionally killed these kids or not, just the fact that this woman uh, admitted to physical abuse and did not lose custody and didn't do a day in jail shows a huge racial disparity in abuse to foster parents and adoptive parents where well yeah <laughs> you know there's a problem though in our in our foster care system um it was alleged in arizona that um the state was actually taking kids that didn't need to be taken and i, I knew of cases like this um one was close to me where you know like they kept kids in excess of what they should have and um you know, took them, you know, almost over nothing um, because the state gets a certain amount of money for the number of kids that they have in custody. And so in Arizona, some people say, and, and potentially in other states too, um, it became a money-making venture mm-hmm. to, oh to like take human kids. human trafficking. Like, what, how, yeah. how is that any different? It just, everything you can trace, everything horrible that we do in this country can be traced back to money. It's un-fucking-believable. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think I they just, taken, they, they, they weren't, I'm sorry, uh, they just weren't capable uh, parents, and everyone assumed, well, right. because they're a, a white, married, lesbian couple, they must be good. Yeah. You know, is though the this idea is what I want to remind can't. people because yeah. I feel like constantly there's just because someone is, you know, progressive or believes certain things doesn't mean they're a good person. And my God, every single day online, I see bad behavior by progressives and people on the left. And it's not just, you know, attacks. It's all You've sorts been of things. Of very bad behavior mm-hmm. by several I, progressives. Just, I mean, yeah. you know, people can be evil regardless of what their espoused beliefs or, you know, beliefs they profess. And we have to keep this in mind because it's going to harm us. It really is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if we just trust, you know, unwittingly because we think, you know, and I've done this. I was really uh, careful on Facebook as far as who I let friend me. And it was, you know, mostly Bernie people that I was letting into the fold. But I continue to remind myself just because there are Bernie people, most of them are good. But that doesn't mean that they all are. And I've seen (laughs) some bad behavior. Wait, wait, wait. So shirtless pundits, not good? (laughs) <laughs> I'm friends with like some Bernie people who post shit about Parkland being a fucking false yeah. flag. That's because they like, smoke too yeah. much weed and watch too many YouTube videos. But but I'm like, what the fuck are you people doing? Like, because what, they what start is to your believe goal? one conspiracy and then they believe them all. It, it's what a, is the fucking goal of this? Like, do you are, yeah. are you so like pro fucking gun? Like, is that your fucking thing that you're 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 gonna claim that the government? Uh, killed a bunch of fucking elementary school or middle school high school kids? F- f- like, what the fuck is? I just, I can't, I can't. It's, yeah, it's, somebody yeah. quoted uh, the Ayatollah, something he su- supposedly tweeted. I don't even know if any of it was Wait, real. the Ayatollah's on Twitter? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's why <laughs> I sort of went, uh, uh, well, you know, but, yeah. but him basically saying that, you know, America needs to, you know, the solution to this problem is to, to get rid of its guns. And they're like, you see, you see who wants to do this? You know, 
again, it, it probably the whole thing was fake, but you know, yeah. this is what's used to, to he's keep not us wrong. apart. <laughs> if he did say that, he's not wrong. Well, that's the oh, thing. No. That's the other part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking, speaking of he's not wrong, all the liberals that were like, we love Amazon because Trump was like, oh, hey, maybe Amazon should pay more taxes. And that was my response. I was like, well, Trump's not wrong. <laughs> and they were like, well, what about Trump's taxes? I'm like, I don't care. But yeah, he yeah. should probably pay more taxes too. Everyone but he's still should, not wrong. <laughs> everyone who's fucking dodging taxes should pay their taxes. Like, uh, what, yeah. that's not a fucking hard concept to hold in their fe- in your feeble fucking brain. But like, they can't wrap their heads <laughs> yeah. around it. Ugh, um, anyway, okay, so, right, well, so the unpopular opinion apart, um, th- there was a good article that had a really inflammatory title. But when I read it, I was like, I agree with all this. Basically said um, the, these, this, this white, they didn't say lesbian, couple, but they said like this, these two women adopting these six kids and then apparently murdering them. Shit like this is why we don't trust white allies. And it went through like all these other examples of other, other things that kind of like present that. You know why the uh, white allyship uh, looks very suspect to a lot of black people, and right. and I kind of was yeah. you know I was like they did nothing but adopt black kids and they abused them and then killed them, you know and I'm kind of like that looks really bad but I understand it's not you know like maybe they thought they were doing something good in their own heads but ultimately they possible to get in over your head yeah, yeah well but it's like you know there, there's this fixation with white people wanting to adopt black kids because they think that they're a fucking savior going to africa yeah, all of the, yeah, the sure. missions and stuff over there so, yeah and then pushing an agenda of vaccinations yeah. and bill gates stuff well, yeah. well, you know so I, my unpopular opinion is like maybe white people need to chill the fuck out and stop thinking they are going to save black kids or save black like they just need to chill the fuck out and and not keep centering themselves as the savior you know maybe white people just need to stop fucking adopting black kids for a little while and and maybe just putting you know, each other on an even footing. Uh, yeah, alone. Well, yeah, work, you know? work to fix income inequality. Yeah, you'd solve work, a lot, you work know. to fix the structural problems instead of just Stop like putting oh, I'm black gonna... men in jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, They're all good solutions. So maybe it's not an unpopular opinion, but the, if, if you boil it down to sure just white people, not about, like you know, science liberals. But yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, I agree with that. Um, what's my unpopular opinion? So is it Creed? I, I, <laughs> I don't think we should do funerals. Like I, 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 I'm not Ooh. saying I'm not saying people shouldn't have them if they want to have them. I think it's fine if people want to have them. I personally think that they're a horrible, miserable affair, and that it's not a good way to funeral Why? memorial Why uh, wake. All of those. Well, what is a wake? I don't know. Wakes when you go and view the body. Uh, no. you, you, yeah. you like the body is just which is horrible, which is horrendous. Fucking, I don't go. I horrendous don't thing. Go up. So and, and you like go and kneel in front. It's the most I, like I, I was like weird. it's like a traumatizing so, experience. I, I was forced to yeah when when my dad died. I guess people advised my mother to force me to go up and view the body because they oh, said God. I might not really believe he was dead if they didn't do that. And to this day, I have that fucking image in my Ew. head of it's him horrible. there and his lips sewn Cold shut, not properly. I was ten. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's horrible. I know some people need that, but I, like, okay, so my uncle died in January, and when they were done with the final service, everyone had to like walk up and, and do the final viewing, and I looked back at the room, and my aunt was sitting back there. She's almost 80, by herself, and she didn't want to walk up there, and she was sitting by herself, and I didn't want to walk up there, so I walked over and sat with her, and you know, she's just lost her brother, and I sat with her, and I was like, so you don't want to walk up there? She's like, no, I don't want to. I don't. I don't need to be that close. And I was like, yeah, I'm with you. 
<laughs> this is close enough from about, yeah. about you know. Yeah. And we just sat there and we talked for a little bit. And um, I, I was I was glad she was there I, for me. And I, I was glad I, I was there for him. I just don't think it's a good, but I think you should, and you know, a lot of this is tied up in religion. So maybe this is my anti-religious bias coming <laughs> into it, but I think you should just have like a, like a party, like, you know, have a, you can have a wake, but not, yeah. not this fucking morbid affair. Like just have a gathering of all the family members and you just kind of celebrate the person's life. And like, I don't, you know, you guys have Some been to New Orleans. Do that. Yeah. Well, what? you guys have been to New Orleans and seen like the traditional. Oh, New those Orleans. are fucking great! Yeah, I love they that. throw a fucking they, parade they, for they, you. They do a parade. <laughs> they do. They they do a uh, yeah uh, second uh, line. Second line. Yeah, I can think of it. Um, they literally, you know, the origin of that is that back uh, during segregation, the black cemeteries were so far outside of town that they had to walk to them with the ca- with the caskets. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So rather than uh, this morbid, you know, miserable mo- yeah. like walk, they would actually march and to keep people's spirits up, they would play. You know, like they would have like the bands play the people as they're walking mm-hmm. miles and miles outside of the city. So that's where that tradition came from, and it's like. That's the way you fucking do it, man. Like that's that's to me that's like the way you do it. You celebrate the life and then you you know, have everyone get together and they can reminisce about the good memories and then you just you know, I'm I'm big on like cremation. I don't need you to like put me in a fucking suit. Okay, so I'm torn on this issue. <clears throat> um, you know, about funerals and memorials and all of it because on the one hand, I think it's nice, you know, celebrate someone's life, share memories, you know, the fun times and all of that, you know, if you're Irish, like, you know, I am, have a few drinks, that sort of thing. Um, on the other hand, I can think about funerals and, and other, um, you know, people that have died and remember feeling either very somber or very sad. And it would have been extremely out of place for me if everyone around me had been cheering and, and celebrating. I would have been like, fuck you. Like I just lost someone. I would, it would have made me angry, I think. Mm, So I'm I'm really torn. I think it's such a personal, it's a cultural thing too. We're so like ingrained in it, you know? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I I think it depends on in part on who it was and and how close you were to that person. But I can speak to, you know, with my father, I felt very robbed losing him at a young age. So I was numb and then I was angry and you know, all of those things. I was mad at God. I was 10. Um, I've been and so, God too. but you know, as I, as I got older and lost other people, I can think about an uncle of mine where, you know, the Irish side of my family, again, you know, it would, there were so many great stories that, you know, about him, so many hilarious things that he did. And he was a, just a hysterical person. It would have been nice to have that sort of memorial where you're mm. joking around and, you know, and remembering things that way. But, but that's, that's adult me. Um, yeah. I, I, it's such a personal thing, mourning, and there are n- nobody grieves in the same way. Nobody mourns loss in the same way. Some people do get numb. Some people uh, don't even feel it for years. Um, so it's a tough one for me. I mean, it's why do we feel like we're supposed to feel sad because of the fucking church? Because it's this. Why did they invent the afterlife? Because the people that are convinced that once you die, there's a utopia you know, infinite paradise are the people that are the most terrified of dying. And that's why they came up with the whole fucking thing. Cause they can't, con- they can't process the idea that we just go back to being a different form of matter with a different state of consciousness. Well, I think it was to give people hope that when they lose someone that they'd be with them again. Um, and also to control that's, our behavior. That's, yeah. That if you behave, well, yeah, that you'll just you know, wind up someplace good. But... It's selfish. The person who dies, they die. We're all going to die. 
to feel like you lost something because their life ends is narcissistic. It's not narcissistic. It I is. did lose something. Yeah. I mean, okay. I lost, you know, probably at least 10 years of, you know, love, of education, of, you know, uh, just parenting, it, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, look, it, I, I think it's, everyone deals with it in a different way. I, I think it's sad. I just think it would be healthy for the grieving process if we could evolve into a new way of, of dealing with these mm-hmm. events in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, I, th- I think we would live, live better lives if we feared death less by celebrating death, uh, you know, celebrating well, somebody's if, death if we, uh, yeah. with, with recognizing how much good they did in their life. What if they didn't? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> another story. Well, the, the editorializing. The, the, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but I mean, I, I think the concept, the whole concept of you only get one life makes people celebrate that life a lot more than when you tell people, you know, they're, well, they're moving on to a better, I just think that's the worst yeah, hollow I believe in promise. reincarnation, but I, yeah. it doesn't yeah. change how I view, a, view but this life but, as being but re- precious. Yeah, but that reincarnation essentially is a different life, even if it's, if you think it's the same, and I'm not saying I believe in that, but like, if you believe that, even it's still a different life form so you're still you know that's one life you're living and then that's another life that maybe your essence is i'm not explaining it well because i don't <laughs> subscribe to it but you but you know what i mean like i i still think that principle kind of holds true even for people that believe in reincarnation it's like mm. well you're still celebrating this one light and so what what the thing with the second line is what they do is i believe they're actually very somber on the first half of the exactly it's of the, the, the march, the dirge. They play a dirge. They play the funeral dirge, like and then the Tom second... Waits, you know, boom, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it. then what's the uh, what's the bridge? The... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and then I think after they after they put the coffin into the crypt or whatever the you know in, in New Orleans they have these crypts above ground because yeah. of the flood and whole like crazy kooky story, but. Uh, yeah, that the, happened in my back. dad's cemetery too. They had all the coffins come above ground. Well, because they're shit. below sea, sea uh, level, so they had to build these above ground uh, crypts. So on the way back, then they play this like you know when the saints go marching in and all this like fucking oh. peppy. <laughs> I know, I know, you've heard that song way too. Uh, fucking well, in this context, it's good, but I just but, I only hate but it they play I like peppy songs to get people's spirits up and be like, look, let's celebrate the life this person led. And so I, I think that you can grieve, but I think there ultimately should be a happy ending to these things maybe and i mm-hmm. and i just personally for myself i don't want to have that whole fucking like my cousin so you know and not to talk about it too much but to just the you know the two funerals i went to one was for an older relative you know it, which was sad but it was she was also older but then one was for a cousin of mine who was 41 and he like you know died suddenly so yeah. he you know had kind of he knew he wasn't like in great health so he'd wrote like a kind of his wishes in case he were to you know to die and it was like look i don't like you know don't put me in a suit don't i don't like that stuffy shit just put me in my harley t-shirt like he was a big motorcycle guy so he's like just put me in my and they you know in, at his wake he was in his harley t-shirt and jeans it was, it was very like um and he's like look i don't like fucking organs like don't don't have an organ at my funeral <laughs> I, I think it's stuffy and like so they the the music director at the church like uh played guitar for like all the uh hmm. so it was just nice it was like the a tale of two funeral you know like there's one just very mm-hmm. traditional kind of stuffy funeral and one and i still it was still very heavy on a religion but can can i ask yeah, what yeah. he i mean how did he die at 41 he, he i think he slipped into like a diabetic coma he he oh. he had he had a lot of health issues uh you know but mm. uh, it but it was sudden it wasn't you yeah. know so yeah. but but i guess he had 
estimated he was in bad health or something, but um, but he dealt with it in a yeah. way that seems positive, and he in came a, out of a that very you know you wanting to do something different, clear-eyed way, so. yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know the answer on this one because I think funerals and memorials are for the living, not the dead. And so mm-hmm. for sure. me to prescribe and say to people after I'm gone, you know, I want you to do this, this and this, uh, that has to do with my wishes and I don't exist anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, like it, uh, as an example, behest. I want to be cremated and my Catholic relatives have told me that under no circumstances would they cremate me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, like, I'll make sure you're cremated. Well, arbitrary thing. Thank you. <laughs> Just set me on fire. I don't care where. That's right. But that's not even against Catholicism. I have Catholic relatives that were cremated. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe evangelicals. See, that's so fucking stupid. Like, just don't take up, you know, it's eco-friendly to be cremated. Like, you know, you're taking up yeah. less room. I mean, well, the earth no doesn't care. In, in, in three million years, it doesn't matter if you're buried. You're going to be cremated eventually well, just by the... There's a pod. They can turn you into uh, a tree. That's yeah, beautiful. I saw that. I actually would like to do that. that yeah. That would be a really nice you thing to do. You can't do that in most uh, most cities, though. It's illegal, unfortunately. But well, well, Maybe so, not downtown. Well, I think some... <laughs> right. What it is is some mausoleums and cemeteries will let you do it on their property. Like, they'll, right. they'll, they have, like, gardens of trees where they'll mark where you are, but then they'll like put you in one of these eco-friendly pods that turns into a tree. Because that's where I'm torn, you know, being cremated. That's kind of a nice but... celebration of someone's life too. You get to go back and visit and see it grow again. Like, that's you exactly know. what I mean. I think, you know, as someone who, I didn't see my dad when he was buried because he was buried out of state. And so I didn't get to see him. I think, I want to say it was like 25, 30 years after his death that I finally got oh, wow. to the grave. Um and so that was a powerful experience for me being there and being able to sort of, I don't know, I, just sort of let go. I think it's important to have a place. And when people are cremated, sometimes they have an urn or something, but you don't know where that's going to wind up. I think I like the idea of having a place that someone can go and feel like they're, I don't know, making a connection or able to communicate in whatever level that they feel is possible. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that guy in uh in that in How to Let Go who like where you know that tribe the plus, where they yeah the placenta, the placenta palm tree yeah. but then the really it. awful part is the tree disappears because the well, fucking yeah. sea levels right let's, let's not build let's not build these cemeteries on the coastline <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. probably I'll tell you when I, I I lived down in uh, New Orleans for for a while and uh, I biked around I found I found an old Civil War cemetery oh, with man. thousands of. Uh, grave markers that were original no names mm-hmm. it was just like they were uh pfcc which is like private mm-hmm. first class person of color union whatever and there was there was grave sites there um from after the war so there were people who were shot before the war ended and didn't die from gangrene or whatever till after the war Ugh. um i looked up God. some of the dates and was like yeah wow. and uh and I'm pretty sure all those graves have been literally underwater at some point or another because it is yeah. all you know below the ground. Uh, still okay, there. The people that couldn't afford burials, they would put them below ground, like mm-hmm. the ones. You know. Oh yeah, and they were so close together, you knew that like they weren't full torsos left right. that they buried. Uh, you know, yeah. they were like literally like grave markers a foot high that were two inches apart from each other. <laughs> so. That's- well, um, the mass graves, and then they just put all the markers sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was a really, it was, you know, and right next to it's like a huge oil refinery. So, you know, there's the south for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, double normally, but, uh, uh, there's something in that. You guys, <laughs> you're going to give me bad dreams tonight. All I'm thinking about is dead bodies and people rising up and no, stuff. But, you know, find a like, happy note to end on, please. My, my thing is, like, I, you know, as much as I like zombie movies and shit, it's like, I don't believe in 
the afterlife. I don't believe that you come back. You know, obviously, I don't believe in zombies. You but... only get one shot. Do not lose your chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, I just did. I, I made myself cringe. <laughs> uh, some some goofy song. Uh, so uh, so I mean, to me, it's like you know, just just remember the person for the good shit they did. Try not to take up too much space after you're gone. <laughs> like, you know, I, I like the concept of planting a tree, you know, giving yeah. back oxygen and giving back life to the world, you know, like stuff like that. That's a cool thing to me. But like, I think a lot of our traditions around death and things like that are tied up in antiquated religious beliefs. So like, I, I, I wouldn't, and I'm not saying like, don't have bad future, but like, I just, I, I wouldn't want to have one. Like, I, I think, so you know. So what, what specifically is your unpopular opinion? <laughs> That that funerals are bad. Yeah, that's the problem with our unpopular opinions is is that we a lot of times wind up we agree with when each other ex- on when them. When we explain them, they're like, oh yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah, yeah. Other people may not but, agree, but, so but, they're. But I think so... unpopular is like to the masses. Like right. if you were to say that some of the shit we say it would be unpopular to the masses, but to you know intelligent level-headed people they it, when once you talk things out with them yeah i think a lot of opinions people are reticent to and then when you talk it out with them they're like oh yeah that's like you yeah. know that's why when like bernie can go to a town full of fucking you know trump supporters coal, trump yeah. supporting coal miners and talk them into hey yeah everyone should have health care it's not yeah. about the concepts it's about well, the way was, you explain them yeah everyone's like bernie's going to these all, all these red states are doing union strikes it's like yeah well deep down they're the other kind of red state <laughs> oh but which by the way i didn't even mention oklahoma teachers right now are fucking mm-hmm. killing it and nobody in the corporate media is covering it oh no and, of course not <laughs> the west virginia teachers fucking start a revolution and yeah. it's going to be the teachers first and then i think it's so, going to be general i hope it's going to i i learned a new strikes. term today i'll be really quick on this but you know we've talked about the west virginia thing uh in episode 46 i think we talked about it as being a wildcat strike well now this multi-state wide uh teacher strikes call being called a wildfire strike oh yeah, which, yeah wow. i heard that uh, yeah I, I hadn't heard that term in labor <laughs> before because it's not ha- it hasn't happened in my lifetime before <laughs> so pretty awesome. it's kind of amazing to see like this is something i yeah i also have not seen in my lifetime so it's a very yeah. promising sign that you know well and social media social media is kind of powering some of it because these teachers from mm-hmm. oklahoma and other places they've gone into their schools and taken photographs of the kind of shit that they're dealing with you know holes in the yeah. floor and plumbing that hasn't been fixed for years and, and i mean cords. it's not even just about their compensation it's about you know uh the facilities and the oh, working the horrendous conditions, conditions. And, yeah and you know coincidentally uh i say that sarcastically now the state department is creating uh, social media influencer lists and like all this shit. Did you see that article today? <laughs> you know, I'm influential on Paul Ryan. <laughs> or, or like stuff about like p- basically tracking people's social media activities and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure that that's not a coincidence. Anytime they see that dissidence is being spread through mass communication, they're going to do everything they can to shut down. You can that go on cloud um, and a few other places and see what you're influential on. It might surprise you. <laughs> Is that like the sites that tell you how many of your followers are like Russian bots or whatever? <laughs> no, no. This tells like your 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 power yeah, your, or your, your influence level. Yeah. 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 Well, it's <sighs> it's nice to know whenever I see like my enemies post shit about me and it, I realize they think I'm 10 times more uh, prominent and prevalent <laughs> than I actually am. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> fear me, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> Fear us all. That's what Jimmy Dore says. He's like, if you think it's my fault that Hillary Clinton lost to a game show host, you better be nice to me because you don't know what I'll do next time. <laughs> That's beautiful. 
Susan uh, Sarandon must think she has the most power yeah. in the world. Yeah, no, Susan Sarandon's really running our government. It's a puppet government for uh, the Sarandons. Which and I'm totally fine with. When people go, yeah, when, when people go nuts when people attack Hillary and they're like, they're attacking our mother. That's how I feel about Susan Sarandon. When people yeah, go I after understand her, it in, in, with mm. people like, with her and like with Birdie. Like I totally understand the feeling. They're just yeah. they're just defending a very flawed character. We're defending actual good people, so you know right, right. that's wow. the difference. But um, yeah. Well, on that note, uh, if you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud. I think we're going to drop the Pippa experiment. Uh, they that some of the features weren't there that we Pippa. were looking for. Um, so if you we'll, don't we'll... like what you hear, <laughs> I'm at <laughs> a Polly Bent P O L I B E N T. Feel free to hate at yeah, me. To, be to nice her, to her though. To her the be nice to her. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm at uh, move underscore left uh, and I'm at chaos bot 5000 as always oh and we're on Facebook too check us out it's uh, facebook.com backslash or forward slash move whatever it is move left it is soundcloud.com slash move left uh, patreon.com if you want to support the show patreon.com slash move left and check us out next week on move left idiots